That's not how you count. No, it's not, but it worked. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Almighty Strauss, that's Sardo. At 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It's not 3 a.m. anywhere where this is. Wait, that's not true. It's 3 a.m. in the UK right now where I'm at. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're five hours ahead of me. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Skeleton Crew Podcast. I'm Almighty Strauss, a.k.a. Strauss. That's Sardo. Hi. We're... We... When, this is one of the rare times where we know what we want to talk about immediately because something happened this week, and we're like, well, there you go. There you go. We got um, it. What's... What's that that meme of of the girl from Phineas and Ferb kicking down the door like, Mom, holy fuck! <laughs> holy fuck, Mom! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's um... that. Because, uh, Sardo, would you like to introduce it or should I? I want to introduce it. Uh, all right, Mom, Mom said it. it's my turn on the Xbox. Um, In fairness, it was because of Xbox that we're here somehow. Weirdly. So we... go for it are discussing we're discussing like a dragon infinite wealth uh otherwise maybe known as yakuza 8 if you're nasty um if you're old yes the it's uh, some stuff dropped some some news came out um they had a whole event we we got there was stuff we got some information about the new game So, and I'm really excited. Yes, so am I. So I'm, I'm going to say what was dropped and, and when. Tuesday evening this week, the I believe at the Tokyo Game Show. Because mm-hmm. I, I believe that was happening this week, if I remember correctly. Uh, yes. RGG Studios and Sega, providers of furry, furry bait since 19-whatever. I forget when Sonic came out. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but basically, what happened was they uh, had a they had a stream event where they uh, talked about the next mainline Yakuza game because they they they've announced two. The other one is the man who erased his name, and the the next one is that's coming out that's coming out this year. The next one, Infinite Wealth, is the next mainline entry, which is coming out next February, if I remember correctly. Yes, it's exciting. So they announced it's, a bunch of story stuff, a lot of gameplay stuff, and oh, we have a lot to talk about because you're a Yakuza fan. I am. I'm a Yakuza fan. You are. And hey, we got to talk about our boy Ichiban. We we because they they've announced that when they announced Infinite Wealth, it was okay. First things first, props for having the greatest trailer of all time. Yes. It's like, how are we going to introduce this new game? Uh, our new protagonist is butt-ass naked on a beach in Hawaii. Love it. No notes. Because that's what they did. That's exactly what they did. 100% what happened. And there, there was no proper, like, explanation after that. They just announced it was happening. It was coming out next year. More information would be revealed later. This we're now at later. Congratulations, Sardo. Welcome to later. How does it feel? Um, it's 
pretty wild, Strauss. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff. So we've learned the main plot of Infinite Wealth is that Ichiban is looking for his mumsy. Yes. And she's in Hawaii. Aloha oi, everybody. He's, he's looking for his mom. And hey, that's fun. That's not even, like, the biggest news from that game, which is the funniest part. <laughs> oh, no, it's not not by a long shot. Like, for starters, it, the, all the stuff that happened that they announced, that, like, the announcement that Daniel Day Kim is a part of the cast, and so is Danny Trejo, is, like, third. <laughs> and and, and Dan Danny Trejo is just, like, a fucking character. It's not just, like, he's voicing a guy. He is... the. the they they he's like i'm sorry well this they, is... they modeled a character yeah. on him danny trejo is in yakuza it should be noted that this is something they've been doing for like ever like they would model oh, yeah this is not a new thing but it's oh, just kind of gotten... oh no go for it you first and, and they've gotten some like not insubstantial actors and and you know generally famous people to play roles yeah of course, the now obviously there's the infamous English dub of Yakuza One, but like actually using an actor's face, they've been doing that for ages. Yeah, now Strauss, for those of us in the audience who don't know about the infamous Yakuza One dub, who are you talking about? Oh, I can talk. There's like several guys. <laughs> like there's oh, Mark Madsen's there. Drop, drop the one that we all know. Oh, Mark Hamill's there. Mark Madsen's there. Uh, who else is in there? And who does Mark Hamill voice? He voices your beloved Goro Majima. If, if you don't believe me, look it up. It's on YouTube. It's The funniest part about it is that he does not remember this happening. <laughs> he has no memory of it. They mind-wiped him. In fairness, I, I think everyone kind of agrees it's okay that he doesn't remember. It wasn't very good. It was... I love Mark Hamill, but it was not his his best effort. <laughs> Mark, Mark Hamill's not even like the bad point in that dub, which is should tell you a lot. There's a it, point is not a great dub. Yeah. Get, it, it anyway, infinite wealth. <laughs> mm -hmm. So them putting Danny Trejo just in it is not abnormal. It's just wild. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, here we are. So, as we learn, it's another RPG, which is fun. Now, I, I have a question for you, Sardo, actually. Uh, what was your thoughts of them switching up the gameplays? Um, you, you mean, like, in, in the previous game? Yeah. Quick like, opinion. switching to... Switching to a turn-based combat system in an RPG. Well, I loved it. I oh, thought it I was great. It and I mean... You finish your thought, please. <laughs> I... I like both gameplay styles for for the respective series. I I love regular old Yakuza combat. I love slamming and punching and pounding. I also love the turn-based combat. It's it's all very good, and I thought turn-based suited it surprisingly well. Mm hmm. That's my opinion. Yeah. No, I liked it too because like. <laughs> I feel like it's fair to say that the game is great. Like it's very it, good. it also like like a dragon scratched a very important itch 
that I've been having for years, which is an RPG that of the turn-based variety that just takes place in the normal every day. Mm-hmm. There's no magic. Everything that happens, it's just people doing shit. It's it's more not grounded. Grounded's the wrong word, but it's yeah. There's no magic and shit, and also like all of the cast is over twenty five. Yeah, which I think is a nice change of pace. Who, who's the youngest character in the, that cast? Seiko. I think Seiko's probably the youngest. I th- and she's like thirty. Yeah, it's like I I I love that for a change we get to like commandeer a cast of thirty year olds. Yeah. But the point that we're, we're making here is we're, we're very excited because this is now Kiryu's second send-off. Uh, Kiryu is the original main protagonist, basically of every single game up until 7. Kiryu has that Miyazaki problem where you give him the big, big send-off, you know, you, you have a party with cake and everything, you wish him well, and then the next fucking day he's back at the office. <laughs> I mean, in this case, I get it. A lot of people weren't super satisfied with Six. Yeah. And I I get that. Six got kind of weird. Six was unusual. And and this is not, like, intended as a critique or anything. And I love Kiryu. It's it's just... He deserved a better (laughs) send-off. Yes. And do you think Eight is going to be the one to do it properly? I hope so. Because I, we we got a massive thing dropped on us during yes. the trailer. Um, <laughs> well, okay, Kiryu... uh, serious business mode. Okay, everyone. Yeah, yeah. This no giggles. Um, please don't. Yeah, like, because he's got cancer. Kiryu is terminally ill with cancer. Yeah, he, he he he's got the cancer. He... Officially, potentially dying. he's potentially dying. Uh, but knowing Kiryu, who probably will actually punch cancer in in the face. Uh, and I, my, my favorite was the one comic I sent you, where it's like Machiwa will in fact cure cancer just so he can beat up Kiryu. Because because he's the one who needs to take yeah, down Kiryu. Exactly. But for as serious as it is, it doesn't mean Yakuza doesn't have an incredible amount of tonal whiplash. Oh, yeah. Well, what is that game if not permanently breaking your neck from Whiplash? Oh, absolutely. There is no game series that will absolutely throw you for a loop quite like any of the Yakuza games. Serious Yakuza crime drama filled with, like, just batshit insanity. Like, on one hand, save the woman you love, but also, on the other hand, you are fighting fighting a man on a motorcycle in the sewers. <laughs> Try to figure out what happened to a lady you knew and might like, but also you have to fight in a giant golden castle underneath a different castle <laughs> and fight two tigers. But th- that's, and that's, that's always the, been the thing of Yakuza. That, that's the, and that's like, by the way, the one we just, one of those we just mentioned was the second game. <laughs> yep. The, the Yakuza, the the series' weird tonal madness has always been a thing. This is consistent for it. Yes. This is a classic example of the series 
just being batshit wild since day one. Yeah. It stayed consistent. <laughs> but the the thing about Kiryu being here is Kiryu does things his own way. He always has. Mm. He always will. Kiryu punches out the user interface. He literally beats the shit out of the gameplay style. Okay, so to explain one of the, probably the best gameplay reveal because they they reviewed revealed a bunch of mini games and mm-hmm. you know, the turn base is back, probably updated a little bit. But one probably one of the things I'm glad is that this is taking place in the new area. It's and you'll probably agree with me when I say this. And we're going to say it a lot on my stream because we are actually playing like a dragon on my stream soon <laughs> or have started when this comes it, out. It, 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 technically, it's going to be yesterday as of the upload date. And also tomorrow. But for us, it's the future. <laughs> like, when you went to go to, like... I remember when I first played the game and I was in Sotenbori, which is the Osaka location, for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. I remember I got into, like, three fights in, like, two steps. Yeah. Because the gameplay wasn't really... Because in the old-school beat-em-up style... Like, two fights is, like, a couple of minutes wasted of of your time, at best. Yeah. And, but in, like, Dragon, it's like, are you ready for, like, 20, like, 10 minutes to go by of you doing turn-based combat? Battles are longer. Yes. And my hope is with Infinite Wealth, especially because it's now in the more wide-open streets of an American city of, I guess, Honolulu... Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, you got more space to avoid combat, but you don't want to do it. <laughs> so yes. in the combat, they reviewed that, hey, Kiri is a party member now. And his special ability is, uh, fuck your turn order. I do what I want. Get ready to get your ass kicked. <laughs> this is the I greatest. That. This is the greatest power in the history of turn based combat. And I'm including the time I played all of Persona 5 with the I win button. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so there there was new characters revealed, were a new location. I believe this is the first time we've ever been like outside of Japan for the Yakuza series. Yeah. Which is neat. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So uh, of the stuff revealed, Sardo, what was the one that you made, made you go like, "Whoa!" Uh, outside of the cancer, obviously. That 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 takes the cake. I, this is going to be silly. I, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo? Yeah, it's, it is incredibly like, what? Also, the the other thing that, that caught my eye. So we, we do get, Kiryu's not the only one who's returning. Yeah. No. We also got to see three more of our boys return of course Skoro Majima we we have to have Majima back if you got Kiryu you gotta have Majima mm-hmm. and uh, to to my friend Kimmy's delight shout out to Kimmy how you doing Kimmy uh, Saijima is back and he's wearing a turtleneck Daigo is too he, he was also Daigo there. is Daigo is also there <laughs> I I don't really feel one way or the other about Daigo. He's very much there. <laughs> no, that's not true. That how dare you talk about 
Ryotaro Dojima's brother and Nanako's uncle. <laughs> you know, you make a salient point. Also, I <laughs> I wish they would bring back his puffy white coat from, like, Yakuza 2. From his, like, I'm 22 period. <laughs> his Michelin Man coat. <laughs> But they're all back. They are living their lives as fishermen, I think. They're, it, yeah, they're... It's something like that. It's really odd. They're, they're, they're fishermen now. Yeah. It, it's a, it, it's a, it was a wild trailer just filled with so many things. Like, we meet this one new character who screws Ichiban over and it's like, yeah, I gotta help you, man. And, and it's just like, yeah, that's, that's, yeah that, that makes sense for Ichiban. Because Ichiban is a good man. He's a good boy. He's Sometimes like a, to his own detriment. Very much to his own detriment. <laughs> Loses all and his money again, which is just like, come on, man. <laughs> really? We also have Ichiban on a Segway. It's the year of the Segway. <laughs> I can't believe there of, of the past like two months, we've had two trailers featuring the main protagonist on a Segway in an RPG. Cloud and Ichiban are going to ride segways together at the beach. And and the more I talk about it, the more this trailer just feels like we didn't start the fire. Because <laughs> there's, there's so much. It all comes at you so quickly. God, there was so much. We got like a new girl in here. She's cute. Uh, She's very cute. Kaoru's back. That's neat. I wanna yeah. We're, we're gonna see what's up with her, I guess, because she hasn't been seen since Yakuza 2, speaking of Yakuza 2. Yuki's back, also speaking of Yakuza 2. Yuki, who has aged phenomenally, good for her. She is 57 and looks like she's 30, max. 30, if that. Yeah, if that. Um, Junji Han is back and he... I saw him in a cowboy outfit. He's in a cowboy outfit. We got some new classes. That's fun. And I hope the classes are actually worth it this time, because there was one problem, and you probably noticed this too. Yes. Most of the other classes just weren't worth it in Like a Dragon. A lot of it was down to aesthetics. Yeah. Like, there were one, like, only, like, two characters really benefited from changing classes. Yeah. And one of the and that that was like Seiko because for some reason she has a physical combat class and she's a mage. Mm-hmm. And the other one was a Dachi, not that a Dachi. Different one. We're talking about yeah. a we're talking about a less awful one. <laughs> Significantly <laughs> less. He's not a wiener man. He's a big boy. This is, this is a good Adachi. <laughs> and Adachi, this... like, you could have switched to like security guard because it, it he could make that work. And then there's and like also uh, Zhao could yeah. be in a couple of other classes that also worked for him, especially in but, one but hilarious fight. <laughs> for the most part, a lot of the classes in Seven were, it, it was a lot of it just felt cosmetic, and he did it just for kind of shits and giggles. I don't know. I'm not a master Yakuza player, so from, I, I could be missing something. But from what I understood, almost everyone agreed that there was really no point in changing most of your party members' classes. Yeah. Because most of their best skills were in their base class, 
Which is fine, but it's also like you have all these classes and you're never going to really use them. Yeah, it's like, what's the point? Yeah, it's like, yeah, you could make Zhao into a chef, but like he's the only guy who can make it work because of his like odd stat block. Sure, yeah. you could change Junji Han to anything else, but why change it when he's the only guy who has the skill that is no and damage type that is gun? His magic the most is powerful. <laughs> well, is a gun not just a magic wand in its own way? In this setting, kind of, yeah. But it, it was like that. So, you know, this it really, if I remember correctly, like the RPG aspect of Yakuza's 7 was like kind of a late idea that everyone was like, oh, hell yeah. And then we all went, oh, hell yeah. And it's just like it, it wasn't perfect. Fair to no, say, we, it, I think it'll it'll definitely benefit from some more thought and some more uh, layering. It's been four years, and it's gonna be almost five years since it, it originally came out in two thousand nineteen. So it's gonna be like much like with Dragon's Dogma, it's something that like you give it a second pass, and you're like, there's ways you can easily fix this and make it better. Yeah, y you learned your lesson. Though there was the ominous statements made by the, like, head of RGG Studios while he was sitting on an ominous chair. As you do. You know, it's like, you know, it's not always going to be the case with Kiryu or Turnbase. And I'm like, that's terrifyingly stated while you're sitting ominously on a chair, sir. But all right, I'm down with whatever the hell you guys want to do. He kind of dresses like you'd, you'd be the final boss in a RPG, <laughs> yeah. so. Hey, why not? But yeah, so Infinite Wealth, like, showed, like, it has a fishing minigame, because you can't be an RPG without it. Though this one means you have to fight a shark and a squid. Level 45 shark. The <laughs> Which only would be thing men fear. <laughs> in two years, the second time I had to fight a shark boss. In RPG odds? from Japan, which is weird. I actually sent you the picture of that shark. He's you did. He's a chunky boy. He's from he Octopath me. 2. Yeah. You can fight him out at sea. Well, I would hope so. That's where sharks belong. This is true. But, uh, yeah. And let's see what else about Infinite Well. We have a new character. I forgot what his name is because he's the one with the glasses that's not non-bon. Yeah, he's, he's the non-non-ba character who also wears glasses, looks like he's having a slightly better time. <laughs> uh, that's not hard to do. Nanban looked like he was never having a good time at any point oh. in the game. <laughs> Nanba, my beloved pigeon man. <laughs> uh, we got new karaoke he's... songs. That's fun. We do. And, and Kiryu and Ichiban, it looks like they sing together for one. Hey, look at us. And Ichiban screams like strong bad in one <laughs> of them, according to you. <laughs> Well, not to me. I didn't post that tweet. That someone pointed it out. It's, I thought that was just funny. That's true. Seiko gets a but rock jam. That's great. She does. Good for her, girl and boss. After all these years, Bakumitai gets a second, a sequel. Fuck yeah. And Kiryu gets it, which is the right person to sing that song. Everyone else does Bakumitai, and it's not the same. Uh, you know, the only right person to do Bakumitai is... Our one and only Dame Dane guy. <laughs> I it's Kuroda's vocals. 
Yeah. He's got the voice for it. It's just, man, you, you want a sappy I've been a fool song? That's the man. Kuroto-san, you're the one for us. <laughs> Classic. And also, speaking of which, no one dresses like you either. <laughs> it, inimitable, truly legendary, Takaya Kuroda is unmatched in style. <laughs> that man walks around dressed like a character from the game he's most fa- now most famous for. He, he dresses like a Mr. Shakedown. But hotter. And I love, I love that for him. He's great. Unlike, uh, who plays Majima? Because he looks like a dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, fucking, let me... Daisuke. I, it's just so funny, because he's the most dad-looking motherfucker on the planet. Hidenari Ugaki. I yeah. apologize. Not, it's, it wasn't even close no, to It's just so funny, because yeah. he's so dad-looking. In every, like, he's, it, like, <laughs> he's got, like, like a dad. round face. He's, like, very friendly-looking. <laughs> And then you hear the voice come out of his out of his mouth, and you're just like, "Well, <laughs> like Kuroda sounds like how you think." <laughs> this man, though, he looks like a dad. Ugaki's kind of got like the Majima smile when he's really going for it, though. <laughs> oh, probably. It's just really funny to think, like you're you look like a dad, and then you were played by Mark Hamill, who looks like a dad. And now you're played by Matt Mercer. He looks like a cool dad. It's just Majima's fate to be voiced by dads. It's true. And he's always... His voice actor's always wearing, like, a cabbie hat. <laughs> he always got that hat on. It's great. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, very, very excited for all of that. I'm kind of curious what Majima's role in this new game yeah, is going to be. Yeah, like, one of the things about the previous game is that the role of the previous characters was a bit minimal, mm-hmm. but important. Like they, yeah. they, they were more movers and shakers behind the scene because it always felt like, uh, I'm not going to say it, but you know, which, which fight I'm talking about where oh, yes. at the, how the actual outcome is not what you thought it was going to be. <laughs> oh, I am fully aware. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what happens. I'm curious to see because like their role, they only popped up for a few minutes. They all finally they heard us. RGG Sue's like, all right, you want them to be older now? Here you go. And we're all like, yes, thank you. Yeah. We will take this food and run with it <laughs> forever. It's just it feels exactly the way a trailer for a new Yakuza game should play out. It's just like. So much is going on. What the hap is fucking Cool new stuff. I'm so ready. Oh, yeah, I'm so ready. So, okay, Sardo, we only have so much scraps of information. What do you think is going to happen in Infinite Wealth? (laughs) It's a tall order, Strauss. It's a Yakuza game. Uh... Yeah, trying to guess what happens in a Yakuza plot is, like, based, is about as easy as guessing the next word that's going to come out of someone's mouth and they're speaking a different language. But you know they know three different languages. So you don't know which one they're going to say. I predict Ichiban's mom. Maybe she's not necessarily somebody important or in power in and of herself, 
but she's got like some kind of grand conspiracy tied up around her. There's there's something going on with her. I there's got to be something that shakes out with Ichiban's mom. Mhm. Mhm. I don't know what what do you think? I think the big twist is going to be is that I do agree with you. I don't think his mom's going to be important, but she's going to be attached to something comically important that makes it's yeah. It's it's going to be kind of like an empty lot sort of scenario. For those who don't understand the empty lot scenario, it was <laughs> in Yakuza's Zero, which is the prequel to the whole series. Now, now, Strauss, does anybody understand the empty lot scenario? I actually do. Like, it I, it makes total sense. It's just everything that unfolds it, around it is fucking nuts. Yes. But anyway, as you were saying. Yeah, the empty lot was the Tojo clan, which is the clan that Kiri is like the overarching clan that Kiri is a part of. He's yes. specifically part of the Dojima clan. You know, think of it as you have the smaller family that's attached to the branch. They're like, this is the branch family to the big family. Yeah. So Tojo's the big one. That's like the one that is like the big boss. And then the Dojima is like a smaller, like more regional one. So that, 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 feeds into the ho to the tojo not hojo that's a different thing <laughs> very different very different it's very samurai on purpose mm-hmm. but the point was this happens in the eight in the late 80s during the bubble of japan's great economic growth in the 80s and they're buying up a whole bunch of land because they realize like oh we could just legally buy all this land and it is way better on our investment and it's real estate. And so they do. But they can't finish this big project because there's this tiny plot of land. It's this little empty lot that no one knows who owns it. And shenanigans ensue. I think that's fair to say. Shenanigans certainly do ensue. A lot <laughs> ensues. It's it's a little hard to follow the first time you you play Yakuza Zero, but like once you once you get it, it makes a lot of sense. It's basically money it, laundering. <laughs> yes, it makes sense. I'd say in context, and also, I don't know once you get a little more of a background on why some of these criminal elements work the way they do. Yeah, because, like, I think the biggest... When we were introduced to Yakuza, because you and I both started with Zero. Yes. Like, a lot of the modern Yakuza fan base really started with Zero, because they they were always kind of niche. Yeah. But Zero's, like, the first time, it's like, okay, here you go, here's here's this one, and everyone started playing, and everyone's like... <gasps> I get it. And then everybody got it. And it's just it, like, it, it's one of those things where it's like, it's kind of, it's this like very Japanese way of like doing things. So it's like kind of weird. And you know, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm um, well, look at, look at the big old Western man talking down to the Japanese folk. It's it's just it's just different. It's, it's a just, different yeah. culture. It's a different culture, and the way like business works over in Japan is different. So like all this stuff, like why does it matter that a guy died in this lot? That could have happened at any point. 
and then you then it's like oh right it's because it's supposed to cure you who killed this guy at the empty lot and it ties back to them and then they can investigate it it it, it took a couple of go-throughs for me to understand what was going on in yakuza zero after the first playthrough but basically there's there's a whole lot of fuckery going on there and it is my personal hypothesis that Ichiban's mom is probably tied up in something similar. Yeah, I think that's a fair guess. I think that's an absolutely fair guess. I agree with that. Um, the, There's the other option where it's that actually his mom and just like his mom's twin. Oh, the twin. <laughs> and I only say this because this is technically not the first time Yakuza has broached that subject. And yeah. also because like the bait and switch is not something they haven't done either. They they are very famous for baiting and switching and absolutely fucking with you in ways that you're not ready for. Oh, they, they bob and weave like you would not believe. Like, some Yakuza games have, like, three is wild. <laughs> like, some of the stuff that happens at the end of three is nuts. Yeah, three is uh, three is a little more polarizing, I think, and I think part of that is because there is just so much shit happening. <laughs> yeah, like from my understanding, the ones that are super popular are two, mm-hmm. which I get. Uh, once you play two, you get why it's super popular because like its oh, yeah. twists are interesting and make sense. <laughs> Even though it's absolutely still ab- absolutely bonkers in places. But it's solidly written for the most part. Yeah, like, the actual twists are like, <gasps> oh, that's that's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, zero, because it, while it takes a bit to, like, understand what's happening, it's, once you get it, it's like, okay, this actually makes a lot of sense. It's just, it, it the problem with Zero is that you had two protagonists who had wildly different sides of the plot. Also, at the risk of sounding cynical, I think a big part of the reason that Zero is so popular is because it features sad, mopey, long-haired Majima. And that people go apeshit for that. I go apeshit for that. Oh, yeah, no. And it, it's not that I think it's poorly written. It's just that it's it's popular. It makes sense once you get it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's about money laundering and real estate being useful as an asset. <laughs> It's assets. Yeah, it's assets, Joker. Oh, you thought, oh, you thought you were going to escape that, everybody? Oh, we're, we're never no. going to get this out of our system. <laughs> never. Yeah, well, it's, it's the same company. Forever. It's here forever. Um, also, uh, Seven was really well-liked. Yes. And I think Seven might be its one of their, their best written ones in terms of what they're talking about. I would completely agree with that. <laughs> I I don't know, like I I, tr- I four, five, and six are like depending on who you ask. Mm-hmm. Because I know some people who really like four, some people really like five. I think most people feel six is like fine, though it gets weird. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's what's the secret of again Onomichi Sardo? What did what do you think <laughs> it was going to be? It wasn't. I definitely know it wasn't what it turned out to be. <laughs> What do you mean it's not Ono Michio? <laughs> Oni Michio is a saint. <laughs> oh no. Michio. Protector of children. 
But six was, I think, an emotionally fraught one for a lot of people. It was... There are choices made in six that I feel like people either really liked it or really hated it. And I think, too, on a more... It's it's not a not necessarily a thing of like good or bad. It just is. It's the whole thing of Kiryu getting older, Kiryu becoming somebody different, Kiryu making bad choices. Because as much as we love Kiryu and know that he cares about his kids and he will, you know, blow his own arm off to to defend orphans. Because they don't get to dream. Mm-hmm. Kiryu's not a very good dad. <laughs> like, from like a stable parenting perspective. Yeah. yeah. In terms of actually taking care of kids, great dad. <laughs> like, in, 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 terms in terms of, of raising like, good kids, great dad. Like, the, the, the love he has for his children and the, the care he provides to them, A+. plus. But he's... Stable environment... Uh, no, <laughs> you you can be you can be bad parent without being bad parent if you know what I mean. He, he, and I think the best way to put it is, Kiryu does his best, but the universe and life that he lives just doesn't let that happen. And I think as the game the the series progresses, it's it, it makes Kiryu as a character more complicated. And that's tough because we love Kiryu and we support him, but you you have to face that with the fact that the man does not always make good decisions. Or the best decisions. Or is sometimes presented with really shitty decisions. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes like it's not his fault, but other times he just makes bad choices. Like and... the ending to six, it's like he's presented with like an insane choice. It's like this doesn't end yeah. well, no matter which way he picks it. But, you know, whether whether it's his fault or, like, the twist of fate or whatever, the, the fact is that Kiryu's life is kind of fucked, and he's not going to necessarily be the most stable or grounded figure all the time. And, and I think hey, that's... That's what the g- trailer of Infinite Wealth told us, when people whose yeah. lives have been dealt shitty hands. But I, I I think six was tough for a lot of folks because we've been kind of forced to look more at Kiryu as a person instead of Kiryu as like a cool guy. <laughs> no, he's still a cool guy. Oh, he's he's always been cool. And, Except and for when this he's handling a computer. <laughs> Where then he's like, oh, you are old. <laughs> He's an old man. Leave him alone. He, 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 he hunt and packs. But and and I say none of this to like shit on Kiryu no. in, in his writing or anything. It's just it's kind of the the way it is. It's definitely six was divisive. I don't think anyone outright said it was the worst thing ever. I think it's just people. It was just it, it did choices that I think made sense, but not everyone was yes. going to like it. It, just because a choice makes sense doesn't always mean it's going to be popular. Yeah, and I, I don't think people were mad about Kiryu being retired as the main protagonist, because everyone's like, no, that's fair. 
he's been the main character of basically every Yakuza game since day one. And you know what? There's only so many stories you can tell with him. And people love Ichiban, as they should. God, I remember when Ichiban was first revealed, everyone's like, I don't know. And then when Ichiban was finally, like, properly introduced to us in his game, everyone's like, oh, this is the do, best. Do you remember, like, like beta concept art Ichiban, oh, like the very first Ichiban I, we got? I, I remember when he was first introduced in, like, the trailer, and he looks <laughs> so worse. <laughs> oh, he, he looked busted. He looks so much worse than he did in... in, in in the final, which is good for him. He went from looking so bad to like, okay, same look, but you managed to make it work. He looked very rough. Yeah. But it, like in the end, it, every, it, like, it, by the way, points to RGG Studios making a new protagonist that everybody liked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know anyone who dislikes Ichiban and, People go, don't even dislike Ichiban. They just miss having Kiryu. Like, think yeah. about how cool you have to, like, pull... How well you have to pull this off to make a fan base who had a character through, let's see, uh... Six mainline titles and, like, four spinoffs? Let's see. Uh, and with Kiryu... Dead Souls, like, you're... Ishin, Zero, at least three. No, uh, oh, there's the other one of Ishin. It's, like, Kenson, I believe. Kenson. Yeah. So yeah, four K- spin-offs. Kessin, yeah. But and a, and a character like Kiryu, who I cannot I cannot overblow the the oomph of this character because you look at him, you look at him striding towards the camera in his white suit, and you just think, this guy fucks. He doesn't. I mean uh, not not fucks in a sexual sense, but like uh, you you know what I mean. He's, he's, he's got that it factor. He's, I, I'm waving my hands as if anybody can see it, but the point is, Kiryu is a tough act to follow. It is, and the fact, and they've managed to actually follow it up with a character people like. And, and Ichiban is, I think, even more of a compelling character in different ways. Oh yeah, I not think... to say that one's better than the other. I but I don't know. Ichiban really speaks to me. I think what works about Ichiban is that he's so different from Kiryu that you have like there's just something different about him. Yeah. And it's just like they were right to go the direction that they did cuz you you weren't going to do you could make a, a a less intelligent person would have just made a second Kiryu, and it would not yeah. have worked. It it wouldn't have been the same at all, and it, the the fact that they chose to do something so different is what really guaranteed their success. I I agree. I think you're absolutely right. It's like the fact that they picked a a character that is so vastly personally different really makes sense. 
And so immensely down on his luck, because we all love an underdog, but Ichiban is the king of underdogs. Absolutely. And I, I, I feel like it's... Sorry. I, 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 like an anecdote to that. I remember when I first started playing the game was a, a, my friend Riley was like, this is the poorest I've ever been in a Yakuza game. And it, it, it it's true. It is. It's fascinating. And I think Ichiban is a real masterclass in not only like a character that's good in their own right and effective in their own right, but a character whose traits and background and everything really succeed in telling an overall story because that's one of the big overlying themes of Yakuza's, Yakuza 7 is talking about, you know, the, the gray zones in, in Japan and kind of the, the people who go unnoticed by the majority. The people who and, and the underdogs up, of life. Yeah, and the people who end up in those spaces. And Ichiban's like, no, they good people. Yeah. And we we've discussed this. I think we discussed this in our our three hour long Persona Five retrospective. <laughs> please please listen to that one. I'm actually really proud of how intelligent we talked about some things in that. You don't have to listen to the whole thing. Just. Listen, listen to some of it. I swear it's so good. Put it on while you're drawing or vacuuming or feeding your fish. I don't know. Mm, listen to it while but you drive. Seven does a lot of things that I think Persona 5 was trying very hard to do, but does them so much more effectively and so much more eloquently. Yeah, no, and I, I agree with that. And, and again, I, I speak with a limited perspective as somebody who has lived in America their whole life. I, you know, as as a white Westerner who has never been to Japan and only knows about anything from what I have read. Or seen. It, it, or seen. It, or played. It hits, it, it hits home a lot harder. I also think it also, they took more actual risks with yakuza 7 yes they played it less safe they and it's just it's an excellent game if you haven't played it go play it, it, it you'll totally love it or you won't and i don't I know I'm, I'm gonna judge the, you for it not everybody's cup of tea but it doesn't have to be and the other thing too that i think makes seven as effective as it is now we've we've gone from eight we are going into seven i apologize Strauss. Oh boy, but we're gonna have to do a postpone for that one, aren't we? We we are, yeah. yeah. Um, you have no say in the matter. No, but... at, at this point, we're gonna have to. I have a lot of opinions about that game and how it's written. Good opinions. But I, th I think the other thing that makes Seven work, and that I hope that they remember when they're writing Eight, is there is power in letting your character be kind of a loser. Like, genuinely, actually a loser, not just, you know, the, the endearing accoutrements of loserdom, but, you know, Ichiban was in prison for a good chunk of his life. He goes back out onto the streets with 
not the best social skills with, I don't know, no money. <laughs> no money, no fame, nothing going on for him. I do feel like they don't, they didn't forget that because we're introduced to eight with Ichiban's naked booty. Yes. <laughs> Which, but, but A plus like, material, by the way. But it's kind of a tightrope walk because it never really feels like Ichiban's like the, I guess, like he's the butt of the joke. You don't feel like you're necessarily laughing at him. You're like, this guy has gone through some shit and sometimes he's kind of silly and, you know, a little, a little embarrassing maybe, but he's got such a good heart and such a genuine core of humanity to him that you want to see him succeed, whatever that success may end up looking like. It's definitely a case of they walked a very difficult tightrope. They did. And, and it's, it, it worked. And, I, and we're hoping it works again. And it's made all the better by surrounding him with similarly kind of... Down on their luck. Yeah, kind of kind of marginalized people in, in all their own different ways. I mean... Fucking Nanba's homeless. <laughs> Nanba, Nanba's homeless. Adashi's getting old. And everyone is just like, it's time for you to retire, Grandpa. Yeah. Seiko is like an older woman in a world, in, in a society that really isn't super kind to that. It's the thing of, you know, it's like, like cake after Christmas. Nobody wants it after the 25th. <laughs> Which is wrong. I always want cake after Christmas. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. I want cake any time of the year. Yeah, well, not any time of the year. Not after I already had cake. I, yes. That would just be silly. Unless it's hilariously around Christmas. <laughs> See? <laughs> no, it's like, it's the only time, like, my family has, like, a dessert platter out. Is, like, seeing my mother's side at on Christmas Eve, where it's like, here's the angel food cake. Here's the actual cake. Here's a here's a Yule log, <laughs> and here's a here's pie. Just desserts. It really it, no. There's nothing just about it. It's more of like, a, hello, heart attack. Unjust desserts. <laughs> Delicious though. Yes. But yeah, it's just there's a level of like these are all people who have lost in some way. It, the, the later parties less so than the initial ones, but conceptually speaking. Well, I mean, even still, like, Zhao and Junji, like, they've... Oh, yeah. They've both got their stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, but it's them less so than the initial four. That That's I not mean, an insult. It's you, you need you need somebody with a bit more going on for them. Well, I, I think Zhao is especially troubled because who else wears leggings under their Bermuda shorts? <laughs> he does, and he's fabulous for it. <laughs> he, he, he does fucking serve. <laughs> Zhao is a look and some like that is a look that someone has tried to copy since and has failed miserably. I I ache to look at him because he is so gender. <laughs> he, he he is such a look and everyone I know loves his look, but I think everyone also agrees that no one else could pull that off. <laughs> no, that is that is a look for him and him alone. <laughs> Truly a style icon for something. <laughs> someone. A king. A king in king shit. But yeah, uh, basically our our hope is, and then we're we're not worried about. The, we're hoping that Infinite Wealth improves on the gameplay, which was good, but needs some 
Need, need, needed a little work. Just just some, you know, a nip here, tuck there, you know? Yeah. Just, you know, make, make stuff work a bit better. This is your second chance, so it should play better than the last one. Just, you know, sew up sew up those, those you know, those gameplay mechanics. Make them a little more, a little Tight. more on the mark. Yeah, tighten them up a bit. And we're hoping the writing is at least somewhere in the same ballpark as 7. Like, it doesn't have to be as good, but, you know, we're hoping. Yeah. Also, I'm so happy they brought back the sad sub-story music. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> the same <laughs> organ. Like, you, if you've played a Yakuza game, you know exactly what's, what music I'm talking about. It's the same one, no matter what game it is. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. It, it, it is... I love that it, it's been that way for God knows how long and they refuse to change it. God bless our GG Studios. They 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 knew they know when they hit a home run. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> yeah, the, the, also that when you finish the sub story. Uh, but yeah, no, I I think that's no, it. No, oh, sorry, wait, go ahead. No, you you first. No joke, though, I do hear, like, the sub-story completion tune in my head every time I finish, like, some big thing I've been meaning to get done. <laughs> well, you're gonna be doing that <laughs> after this. But before that, I feel like that's a good time to end our discussion on Yakuza. Or, well, uh, technically, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. The 8 is now sideways. <laughs> so, Sordo, I have a question for you. What's up, Strauss? The hell have you been watching? Oh, the hell have I been watching? That is a good question. Um, I haven't been watching a lot lately, I'll be real. Like, work has been keeping me a very busy boy. Who knows? Um, I have been reading uh, A Brother's Price by Wen Spencer, which, have you ever read A Brother's Price, Strauss? No, I haven't. It is a kind of a low fantasy story and it's set those. in a universe where things are a little bit flip-flopped and uh everything is under the rule of matriarchy women run everything you've you've probably heard this tune before mm -hmm. and um it's it's a thing of you know men men are born very infrequently and they are often married off into polygamous kind of relationships where they are shared by multiple sisters, and it is about a young young lad named Jaren, who is a humble farm boy with many, many sisters, who draws the eye of the queen after he saves her Ooh. sister. And it's it's kinda like like a harem comedy almost, like a harem comedy fantasy kind of dealio, but it's 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 really well written, actually. It's it's surprisingly well done it's like this sounds kind of fun and trashy and it's like it is but it's like well, well done all right you know good for you brother's price and then he gets pegged and and there's like endless paragraphs dedicated to describing how beautiful and delicate jaren is and i just like i support this twink in, <laughs> in his quest this, this twink who is destined to be put in a skirt <laughs> This this irresistibly beautiful twink that all the women want. <laughs> Yay! And, and also, it's pretty cool because like, um, lesbianism and like 
general Waloo stuff is uh, very normalized in this universe, which this was written a couple decades back, so good for them for being chill about that. <laughs> I, 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 I will always love my favorite pronunciation is Will Will Will. But it has to be said very quickly <laughs> for maximum impact. <laughs> I, I've always been partial to Elgibity, just as... Elgibity is also really good. I like that one, too. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been reading. Yeah. I haven't been watching a whole lot. Oh, I, I, the hell you've been watching is just what it's called. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I haven't been watching much, as per usual, because, well, I do know some stuff about that has been updated for Cyberpunk 2077, and I'm going to tell you, Sardo, I'm not going to tell you about them until after we finish Edge Runners. Okay. It's edge runners related. Uh-huh. I'm so gonna hurt you. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing now. <laughs> it's gonna good. hurt. Good. Good. You're gonna love it, but you're also gonna be like, I hate this, but I love this. <laughs> but, uh, but um, let's see. I've been. I fin- I finished uh, Ace. Co- not Ace Combat Six. Armored Core Six a while back. That was really fun. Yay. Very nice. That's been very popular with the LGBTs actually also on the internet, as you probably noticed. The LGBTs love the giant robots. We do love the giant robots. My favorite meme has been, I'm Melania, Blade of Mikola, and everyone's like, oh no, oh no. Sekiro, aha. Um, <laughs> six, two, one. Bang. <laughs> uh, your sword means nothing to my giant laser. <laughs> I like to introduce you to the songbird. And it does look like a pretty cool game. I have not played it myself, but it looks cool. Oh, no, it's uh, you would love it. I mean, I'm not sure you'd be any good at it, but you would love it just as like a concept. Oh, I'm good at plenty of things. Doesn't mean I don't love them. Oh, that's true. Like Yakuza. Hey, see, there you go. The difference is that actually gives you an easy mode. <laughs> Want to make this game easy? Yes, you can. Doesn't help you deliver that pizza, though. And for those of you who haven't watched my streams, uh, let it rest in eternal memory. The time I tried and failed three times to deliver a pizza in Yakuza 0. The best part is the ending of that substory. She wasn't even asking for her pizza. She was asking for her visa. Uh, Womp womp. The way that you laughed at my struggles haunts me to this day i have never <laughs> known such shame in my life <laughs> i was okay i want to be, be clear i was laughing because after a certain point all you could do was laugh i was laughing too to be fair but oh, it was no, more it, like it was, agonized laughter it, it, there's no, it, it was to the point where it like all you could do was laugh because it was it was going so poorly Mm-hmm. Like not to insult you, it's just like oh no, no. I, I know you, I know you're taking it that way, but I want this to be made abundantly clear for our audience. It's just after a point, all you could do was laugh. It was comical. It was like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And did you even oh. did you even succeed in the pizza? Yes, I did. I eventually did it. That's I couldn't remember. I, I pre- I, the sub story. I, I was pretty sure you did, but I just wanted to make sure I'm like, I, I did get it done. I didn't want to announce that you did and you, you go like, I, I, did, I didn't. No, I did. I did it. <laughs> See, I look. delivered the fucking pizza. Are you happy? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm proud of you. I can't 
thank you. That means a lot, actually. <laughs> hey, it's not about how many times you do it. It's all all that matters is that you do. I've also been watching a lot of Mandalore videos again because Mandalore Gaming. Yeah. He had a new video recently. Oh yeah, that's right. He uh, oh, what was it on? It was some. It wasn't the stasis me... one. There was one after that. Hold on, let me figure it. Yeah, because if you don't watch Mandalore Gaming, if you want to learn about weird-ass PC games that are neat, he's the man for you. Oh, his, uh, he's got so many good videos. Let's see. Yeah, it's it's Stasis Bone Totem. Yeah. This is very newest one. Yeah, Bone Totem. Speaking of a game that, like, I, super fascinating. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, the... The one that I like fall asleep to on a regular basis. It's the, the it's the mystery of the druids one. <laughs> the, the druids. <laughs> oh, that, that one. I, I'm I'm I love when he talks about a janky like adventure game for the PC. Those are always amazing. And he also reviewed one of my favorite, ludicrously underappreciated indie horror games, Paratopic. I Check thought, that one out. It's it's like thirteen minutes. Like go, go watch that. Also, while we're on it, because I also just saw it. Uh, though no one lives under the lighthouse. Also a good yeah. Game. Also watch his Arcanum review again because Arcanum is one of those games where I'm like, I wish you were better, <laughs> so I would play yeah. you. Because the just the but, entire concept of that game is fucking nuts. Yes, love that. But I. I fall asleep to his videos on the regular, and that is, like, the highest praise oh, I can Oh, he's got, like, a very soothing bass baritone voice. Wonderful voice. Fascinating content. I, really well done, well researched. Yeah, I like the fact that there is somebody out there who's like, I found some weird-ass old game. Here you go. This is what I thought of it. Also, if this sounds interesting, I got Gog to br to bring down the price for you because I have that power now. He is a prince of a man, as far as I can see. <laughs> Hell yeah. He also reviewed a, a personal favorite of mine, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. Yeah! And that, if he can't sell you on it, and I can't sell you on it, well, I sold Sardo on it. Not to buy it. You did sell me. But, you, but to, to check it out. And hey... I it's fun. But yeah. It was fun. It's fun. So that's oh. what I've been doing. And I guess one more thing. Oh, no, uh, go for it. On, on the Yakuza front, before I forget, because we didn't mention the other Yakuza thing that is not yeah. creating as, as much noise, but like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. That's coming out later uh, this year. I We'll talk more about it once it's out and we've played it. But... From what we can see so far, it takes place in between the events of Yakuza 7 and Yakuza 8, which should be interesting. It is Kiryu-focused. But not as we know him, because he's secret agent Kiryu. And you know what his code name is? What? Joe Ryu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's, it, you, the worst part is I, I would believe that worked in real life. Oh, yeah. And I want to discuss the thing that I am most... 
I, I, here, I'll just say you, it for, I'll, you, you, we've you talked have, about this before. I know we did it on the podcast, but for those, we're about to enter the Nishitani zone, so go for it. Omari Nishitani the third. We're gonna find out more about what the fuck his deal is. And oh my god, there's three of them. <laughs> and you're like, oh, there's three of them. And, and this this guy fascinates me. I want to know what the fuck is going on here. Because oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited to figure out the fuck is up with this guy. He looks uh, weird. And and now Nishitani is apparently a hereditary title, much like Magoichi, where it is it is passed down to the dude who is wild enough to claim the mantle. I'm I'm gonna be real. Uh, the this fella is. Uh, his character is modeled after and voiced by Kim Jai Wook, and he's the new patriarch of the Kijin clan, which is apparently still a thing. But Strauss, okay, as somebody who is not infested with the love of Nishitani as I am, what's your impression of this guy? Like, what 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 are your first takeaways on it. My first takeaway is I'm curious to see if he could even like capture half of the absolute madness that is Nishitani. <laughs> and I don't want to give him an unfair shake because I'm sure he'll be interesting in his own right, but those are some damn big shoes to fill. Yeah. I'm in wait and see mode because it, I it's not fair to judge a character before they even happened. But Nishitani, he was there for like 10 minutes total screen time in Yakuza 0. And look at the effect he's had. I'm not the only person who feels the way I do about him. <laughs> no, but I don't know if anyone feels it as intensely as you do. Oh, there's some other diehard Nishitani fans. Oh, I, I, out there. I know, but I'm saying you're number one. Oh, I'm number one. You were number, he was number one. one. I just, I don't know. Uh, that's that's the thing that's holding my interest on this because I want to know how he measures up. I that's all I had to say on that. Well, uh, I, otherwise, I think that's fair. Uh. It seems interesting. Yeah, we'll, no. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll probably talk more about it when we play it. But other than that, Strauss, got anything else for tonight? No, I think we're good. We, uh, before we go, I'm going to mention this. We, as a uh, duo, are going to have a special Patreon exclusive after this of horrifying things. Buckle up, fuckers! <laughs> Just... Oh, Lord. It, it will be announced when it goes up on Monday with the episode, but oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm... First of all, I want to preface this by saying, without giving anything away, this was my choice. Nobody bullied me into this. Nobody peer pressured me into this. This was all my decision. Uh, I think that the friend who kind of... Prodded me into doing this was absolutely joking, and I am choosing to actually do this. See, the problem is you you challenge us, and the problem is we take it seriously when it's stupid. 
I'm like Nishitani. I, I can't resist doing some dumb bullshit just for... Because... For, for the funsies. For the lols. <laughs> for the lols. Well, folks, I think that we're going to call this an episode because we're going to have to mentally prepare ourselves for insanity. <laughs> I'm going to go die. Yay. That's Sardo. You can follow him on Blue Sky at Uncle Death. Twitch at Uncle Death. Mondays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 his time in the mountains. Yes. Up in the tall mountains, Joker. I'm the lonely goat herd. Yodelay. Yodelay, yodelay. You can also follow him at, uh, at Autopsy Garlands on Twitter. Ooh, excuse me. Oh my. <laughs> that was the root beer I had. But yes, you're oh. at Autopsy Garlands on Twitter. And Marquis Belial for the art account. I'm Almighty Strauss on Blue Sky, Twitter. Uh, I stream at Almighty Strauss on Twitch at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Come tomorrow night from this Monday when this goes up to witness... Yakuza's like a dragon, and watch the VOD if you miss the opening. Yeah, it's gonna be good as hell. Hell yeah. Sorry we'll be there at least for Sunday. We'll see how he feels Tuesday. Yeah. It's not that he's not invited, it's just that work has been killing you. No, you are definitely gonna play Yakuza and not invite me out of spot. <laughs> God, that might actually end our friendship. I, it might not end it, but I would definitely be sad. <laughs> I, I, the only reason I wouldn't invite you is be like, no, Soto, you are sick. Go rest in bed. And then I get like a large wizard beard when I say it. You Saruman the silly. <laughs> yeah, like that. All right, folks, yep. you have a good night now. Night, everybody. Bye. See, we can do one that's under three hours. It's not a, it's not a trend, I swear. <laughs> We're, we're capable. For reals. We we can do it. We can do okay. it, Joker. Joker. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>